So last week, Brian and I were talking about, uh, you know, the NBA finals, Stanley Cup finals, how we're both kind of like, it kind of sucks. Like we want to care, but we don't want to like provide a ton of in-depth analysis. We want to have other things to talk about because sports are only really fun when your teams are like great and involved. And when a team like the Celtics, who you really root for loses in seven games in like devastating fashion coming back from three Oh down and then blowing it at home, it's going to take away from the NBA finals a little. And because of that, we're like, let's do a podcast, but let's have a guest on to talk about a bunch of non-sports topics. And we thought, well, Kenny Cashman's always the perfect person for that. So Kenny, welcome on. Thank you. Great to be back. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. And uh, it turns out a ton of other sports things have happened in the past two days that in a lot of ways have overshadowed even like the other finals anyway. But, you know, we still love having you on. Um, This is our first guest since we had you on for the comedy movies, which I guess Technically, it was the beginning of May. We recorded that on April 30th, but it's been a month now, so glad to have you back. And uh, anyway, Brian, how are you uh, holding up when it comes to watching the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals and just having like no rooting interest, teams that knocked your teams out are playing? Yeah, so I said I wouldn't really watch either of them. Uh, I will say... So last last weekend I was in Alabama, um, specifically Birmingham, and I I didn't watch any of Game One for either series. But uh, on Sunday, my cousin and I we went to Top Golf, which is a lot of fun, by the way. Yeah, great. Time. I didn't even know there was a Top Golf in Alabama until I got there. And then afterwards, my family and I we had dinner, right? And when I sat down at the, the you know the restaurant we were at, right in front of me. I can't even <laughs> avoid it, is the Heat-Nuggets game. And, yeah. you know, reluctantly, yeah, I decided to watch because I kind of was forced to, just given my viewpoint. And I got to say, I, I think I'm going to I'm going to be more interested in the NBA Finals, even though it really sucks that the Celtics did not make it and lost in the way they did, like you mentioned earlier. But I will say, you know, when it comes to the NBA, usually talent trumps all but it's actually kind of if you take out the fandom part out which is i'll admit a little difficult to do (laughs) it's actually kind of refreshing seeing this matchup seeing that you know the way miami played in game two i don't think it's going to be a total blowout and i think miami has i even said this in the before the series started but i kind of believe it more now that miami actually has a real shot of winning it all i'm still picking denver i just think they're the much better team but i just can't help but look at Miami and say I you have to respect how resilient they are even with the low amount of talent that they have after Jimmy Butler and just the way that they you know their late game execution their toughness and all that all the other cliches you want to use it it really is true with Miami and uh, I I think it's great for basketball that it's not just some super team that's in it because because those years of Durant on the Warriors were just the worst years of the NBA. It was just so boring. It was so predictable. But this series, people are saying, oh, it's going to be low ratings. Maybe it's, maybe it will be. I have no idea. But I, I think it's actually refreshing, uh, this matchup, if you take out the fandom part again out. Um, so I think I actually will, <laughs> even though I, I I didn't say otherwise last week, I think I'm actually going to, going to keep watching because uh, 
because I think Miami has a real shot, and I don't think it's just going to be a five-game series. So before I comment, could you hear the background noise just now? Like, was that coming through? Okay, I, I could definitely see. I saw it. you looking around. Yeah, just like this really loud engine noise in the background. I was like, I don't want to start talking because then I'm not going to be able to cut it out. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Brian, I, I agree with you in that like this series does look like it's me more entertaining than I expected. I was even further down on Miami. I thought Denver in four was realistic and thought, you know, maybe Jimmy Butler will have one crazy game and it'll go five. Uh, but at this point, I'm like definitely convinced that the Heat have a shot. I think it's going to be a long series. And winning in Denver, like at this point, if they so it, we're recording before game three, if Miami wins on Wednesday night, then I, I think the Heat have just like a real chance of like putting denver in a, a big hole and coming out of this uh winners which is crazy to think about because <laughs> i have been down on miami for you know basically the entire playoffs and they continue to prove me wrong so yeah it, you know when it comes to the the celtics losing a lot of that especially in the beginning of the series it kind of had to do with effort especially of game three like it was just so pathetic how they were playing the beginning of the series Yep. And I kind of figured, all right, well, Denver is a talented team, but there's never a question with their effort. <laughs> but after uh, they lost game two, Jeff Green and the coach, they kept talking about how, yeah, we didn't have enough urgency and there was a lack of effort from their team. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, this right? is just not, I, this is not a Celtics problem. This is actually like an, an epidemic of, of, uh, you know, of a problem. This is uh, happening. He's just not taking the heat seriously. I don't know what it is. I thought the Nuggets were just who Celtics fans think the Celtics are with having like two like you know a legitimate superstar in Jokic who's consistent. He'll give you a triple double every night. A real like legitimate number two in Jamal Murray who's not who knows how to dribble a basketball and he's not just going to turn it right. over stupidly all the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean. It, Denver is not as maybe not as like super team super powerful as I thought they were like not in the literal sense of like you said with Durant's Warriors or LeBron's Heat teams but you, but know, you think they're like a lot they more talented easily, than Miami which they kind yeah, of are still. yeah right I still think they are but you know maybe I just continue to underestimate the Heat so yeah, I, I I've I've come around on the the Heat um earlier I, I well maybe maybe not enough if uh if I pick Denver still but but uh, I don't know. I just think it's going to be an actual series. Um, just the way that they played in game two, and they're just they're just never out of it. Even though it's sort of annoying how often they make their threes, uh, especially just given how I don't know. They don't really have a lot of great three point shooters outside of like Robinson. I don't know, like because yeah, after game they, one we kind of figured oh what, the way Caleb Martin and Max Struess shot the ball you figured like all right well this is going to be a joke of a series yeah. uh, but but luckily for Miami that was just a one game sample and and yeah. I guess luckily for the Celtics too in that you know it's not like these guys just did everything against the Celtics and now all of a sudden they're not even NBA players right like <laughs> looking like the undrafted guys they are yeah. so Kenny I know you're not a huge NBA fan have you been like following along to any extent, understanding what's happening with these two teams, um, just you know from your perspective? Hold on, I have noise on my end. Oh, okay, never mind. We don't necessarily have to go to you. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I've uh, I haven't watched a, a full game of basketball this season, even cumulatively. I think I watched half of the Celtics game on Christmas, and then uh, maybe. 
maybe in, at another time I watched another half of a Celtics game at some point. So, but I've I've kind of been following through the season, you know, knowing where the Celtics are, knowing what's going on to some extent. Um, I don't think I watched any of their playoff run, but I I, I looked at the highlights for the first couple of uh, for the for the first two games of the Nuggets Heat series and. The first the the first game I I didn't think that the Heat had any chance like you know they they were cl- kept it close at, at times but when they were like starting to come back it just felt like the Nuggets were kind of letting them to me uh, but yeah I I think uh, with game two it seems like it could be an interesting series personally again my I have next to no knowledge about any of this but I would still give it to the Nuggets uh, it just seems like. You know, game one, it seemed like they didn't really have to do, they didn't really have to try that much, and Miami wasn't even close. Uh, I don't remember the final score, but I remember thinking that the game wasn't as close as the final score. But then they, Miami clawed the clawed the their way to victory in game two. So I think that it's too, I think it's too much effort for Miami to to win these games for them to be able to pull off four. But yeah, I think I see him taking it to six, maybe seven games. I would still say, still say Denver in the end, but uh, that's, that's me uh, watching two game highlights. Uh, that's, that's my perspective. <laughs> so I think my bigger question for you is uh, how familiar were you with Nikola Jokic before watching those highlights? So Jokic is, I couldn't have told you his first name, but Jokic is one of the few non-Celtics basketball names that I know. So I knew he was good, you know, because I've heard it. I hear you guys talk about the names, but f- not many of them stick. But uh, I know I know Jokic's name. It's a unique enough Unless name. it's a different uh, Jokic. Yeah. No, he's the only one. <laughs> okay. What's so funny like, is that Miami, they have a player on their bench, like way deep in their bench, who like yeah. literally never plays. <laughs> I think rookie. he played like two minutes in the Celtics series. Yeah. His name is Nikola Jovic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just it's, one it's letter. It's wild off. that 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 there's someone with that name in the NBA, and then just happens to be in the finals facing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just happen to be both in the finals uh, on different teams. Just, just unreal. <laughs> yeah, they are both Serbian too, so it's not like they're like Makes different sense. countries, like the Bogdanoviches. There's two players named Bogdanovic, and they're from two different former Yugoslavian countries but uh I guess yeah, one, one looks like he's 40 and the other looks like he's 20 also <laughs> true true yeah so Kenny um like did you know what Jokic looked like like did you know were you surprised at all just seeing someone like him play like he does because I, I always find it interesting like hearing what people have to think about this player who just doesn't look like he should be the best basketball player in the world but very much might be um, I think I didn't, I couldn't have like picked him out of a lineup, but just based on his name, I was imagining someone vaguely Eastern European. So I, I don't, uh, Fair. I wasn't, you know, shocked. I believe I'm picturing the right person. I think they would cut to close-ups occasionally in the highlights. And I, He's like yeah, seven they, foot, They would cut to close-ups close ups of him as a kid without his shirt on. And <laughs> well, I didn't see that on the Completely out of shape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got like really like short like almost blondish hair. Am I is that the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he just he just does not look like the kind of like he the things he's able to do. It just blows my mind. I feel like I almost overrate him in ways because he doesn't look like he should be able to do what he's able to do. His but, gra- his his game is not the most graceful game. <laughs> no, but he played like the 
what he does is just incredible. I think the moment when I first said Nikola Jokic is the greatest player in the NBA, I was watching the ending of a Pelicans Thunder game. This was in 2022, and Jokic hit this crazy acrobatic three-pointer to give Denver the lead in a game that was back and forth and essentially put the game away and I was just like what can you do about that I mean the dude is seven feet tall like looks like your traditional big man center but he just he's like a the phrase like point forward gets thrown out he's like a point guard oh he, he does also everything. a small forward and a center at the same time it's insane yeah he's like he had 27 points 10 rebounds and 14, 14 assists in game one. <laughs> That's a yeah. center, not a point guard. Yeah, I mean, people always talk about Magic Johnson. Uh, I, we never got to see him play. And just like the things he was able to do like at his size, I think he was a 6'9 point guard, which now is like almost normal. But back then it definitely wasn't. And it feels like he's a kind of like special player like him who just is able to basically play all five positions at once and excel at all of them. So... Uh, anyway, though, I uh, I have so I watched game one for the most part. It was like I was uh, in a bar for most of the game. And then game two, I saw like the first quarter in a restaurant. But I was like, I don't want to stay up for this. I went to bed thinking that Denver was putting it away. And then all of a sudden Miami won. is like, oh, I missed a pretty good game and a big comeback. Uh, in terms of the Stanley Cup finals, I've watched even less. But I feel kind of good about you know, to an extent, me saying that I think Sergei Bobrovsky's momentum is gone. Yeah, the, the and... 10-day layoff has definitely hurt them. Yeah. And we both kind of expected that, but I didn't think it'd be this bad. Like getting benched be in game comp- two? I don't think it's over, but yeah, I'm, uh, it, it, looks, it, looks, it doesn't look good for Florida right now. I kind of think it's yeah. over. I, I, I <laughs> Again, I only watched the highlights of this, but uh, game one, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, it, Florida's staying in it, but... Game two was embarrassing. Like it, I, I was, I, I got distracted even from watching the highlights. I was like, okay, this is getting, this is getting boring. It's uh, pretty clear how this is going to play out at this point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, certainly anything could still happen. Um, I, I have followed hockey less than basketball this year, so I don't really know a ton, uh, except that Florida knocked out the Bruins in the first round. Haven't heard much since. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks so one-sided. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that Vegas is winning. I'm I'm definitely rooting for them over Florida. I don't really have anything against Florida other than that. I mean, yeah, they beat they beat the Bruins, but well, and it's Florida, you know. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Like, yeah, it sucks as a Bruins fan, but like Florida. Yeah, I mean, I don't want that market to win, but like, I don't like hate the Panthers or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's a very solid hockey team that's much better than I thought uh, they'd be, and. I don't know, like, and when it comes to Vegas, I, I'm I never had a problem with Bruce Cassidy as their coach, and it it's kind of like it's kind of like Tom Brady with going to Tampa, where they didn't let him back in New England, and now he's winning it all in his first year, and that's kind of the same thing with Bruce Cassidy is that they let him go, and and now the Bruins are paying the price for it. All right, you know how I feel about Brady, but comparing Bruce Cassidy to him is blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> Cassidy what's, didn't What's wrong with anything. that comparison? No, I understand like what you're saying in terms of year one, but pretending like you know the Cassidy. Going I know to one Vegas. guy is way more accomplished in his sport than 
the other, yeah. but the situations are the same. To an extent. Very similar, yeah. Like, yeah. one guy, both of them were not allowed back with their teams, and they immediately go to another team that's a contender and and wins it all, or about to win it all. So I don't yeah. understand. I don't. I don't understand the oh, so blasphemous. <laughs> what What's wrong with that comparison? I, I don't know. It just feels kind of crazy to lump Cassidy in there, like because of the whole accomplishments thing, and also Cassidy. Yeah, take out that. Po- I'm talking about yeah. the situation. No, I, I get it. I get it from that perspective. What you're saying, and like Vegas was a team that missed the playoffs last year, and like they had the talent. They just needed the coach. You could say the Bucks had the talent. They, they, they had the, the talent. They needed the quarterback because Jameis yeah. can't play (laughs) it just feels crazy like hearing that from you and i guess it would probably feel crazy hearing it from kenny but um, oh yeah well i'm just saying Uh, that (laughs) if they win at all it's like good because because the bruins look bad and and they should be embarrassed because what the coach was a little bit mean and and then when it comes to brady like what he you can't you can't bring him back because he wants to get paid a little bit more like yeah no i think also the big i think it's absurd that both of them were let go by their teams basically and yeah, now they're Cam, Cam Newton to Jim Montgomery is like also like that's even like crazier just given what the Bruins did accomplish this year and also I think Brady I didn't make that wanted... comparison I just made yeah, I know back. no but I think Brady also wanted out I don't know if Cassidy wanted to be fired by the Bruins so I think that's also part of it that being he would said, have stayed if he was paid but he wasn't <laughs> yeah okay yeah I guess you're right you're right um but Uh, so like just like talking about like rooting for vegas or florida i have seen multiple maps i think exclusively on instagram maybe on twitter as well of people saying countries rooting interests by state and some of them show florida in red and the rest of the country in gold some of them show nevada in gold and the rest of the country in red and i don't it's just wild seeing that where it's like i don't think either of these teams are like consistently loved or hated by anyone in the country. Like there are some people, I don't know what the Panthers hate would be really the golden Knights hate. I think the easy thing is, Oh, they were just gifted like a contending team through the expansion draft. And now they're <laughs> they about weren't to really get, they, they didn't really have a team. Like, it was Marcia. So, and William Carlson and yeah, I think it's silly Smith to and, say like that. a bunch of like, that was their first line. <laughs> yeah. Oh then. no. There was like a bunch of guys like, Teams didn't necessarily lose a ton of players that they really wanted to keep. Like there were a handful of examples, but it, like the Golden Knights, I think they just came together. And they were just really they had good a lot at of, the draft. They had a lot of jags on that team, and look, a, a decent amount of them have gotten are, are really good now. But I, yeah, they've turned into something. They turned it. Yeah, they turned into something. But at the time, like no, that that, that was not a no one at the predicted time a Stanley Cup yeah. contending no roster but the they Golden just happened Knights to have almost win close to that success yeah so I just think it's silly the way that they talk about it um but yeah I guess the other big debate is the hit on you know Matthew Kachuk on Jack Eichel did you guys see the I thought that was a clean hit uh, Same. Right. I, I just I think well I don't know if clean's the right word but Jack Eichel was looking straight down at the puck like you got to have your head up a little bit and and by the time he looked up, it was already too late. And it just, I, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was dirty. I'm I, normally just, someone who sees hockey hits and I'm like, all right, it's not, you know, 30 years ago anymore. Like these are like dangerous hits. I just, I don't understand with that hit why like it's being viewed as anything other than just like a big hit 
um, and a clean hit at that. I didn't. Kenny, I, 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 I didn't know. have a. Pro- I didn't have a yeah. huge problem with it. Yeah. I guess, like Kenny, from your perspective, someone who doesn't watch hockey a ton these days, but like really watches football a lot, and you know, there's just where you see it a ton. Are you watching it right now? I'm watching it right now. I had not seen it. Yeah. I, I, okay. So I, I, I feel like probably this might have been blown out of proportion because his helmet came off. I feel yeah, like right? that, that scares it looks, people. Yeah, it looks violent. Right. But I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it's worth like a suspension or anything. Uh, yeah. It. It looked. I mean, it looked from. I used to watch a lot of hockey, and it looked like a pretty standard hit. It's just his helmet came off. But it's just an open ice hit. You know, the I I remember hearing something. I don't remember who it was, but someone who played hockey had said something about you know the the hits against the board are obviously louder. They sound like bigger hits, but the open ice hits are the the big hits. You know, the board's not absorbing any of the impact. Um, so yeah, it it looks like a hard hit, but I don't think it's I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, I I, I guess if you have an issue with with uh those hits being allowed that's a different story but you know certainly by the rules i don't think there was anything wrong there i think i think the the person that hit made the hit factors into it because it was kachuk of all people and he certainly Mm -hmm. has a a history of worse hits in my opinion that he's done worse things in the past when he was with calgary i i don't but but this particular hit I, i don't think it was worth uh like you know worth a suspension or anything like that i i think it was just unfortunate that eichel was looking you know too much down at the puck and by the time he looked up it was already too late what was yeah. there a suspension i didn't hear if you had said no okay at least i don't think there was uh, no i mean <laughs> I, I would hope yeah, not. at this seemed... point i don't i don't think he's being suspended so but i also feel like i feel like if it's the playoffs and it's borderline Ju- like just let it go but that's that's my opinion I, f- I know people feel differently but um i don't know if it's if it's egregious you know if there's clearly ne- bad intent or if it's very aggressive or anything okay but it looked fine you know borderline at worst i would say so i have no problem with with the hit yeah i, I do think that nhl player safety is very inconsistent and there are a lot of times where they under punish players but this is one of those examples where i feel like people are kind of blowing it out of proportion kind of like what kenny said because of the helmet flying off uh one last point that i have on hockey here so like the nba the nhl is now broadcast by espn slash abc and tnt and i think brian and i have kind of talked about how terrible espn and abc's coverage is how they just could not care less about the nhl And I don't know if it's just like in comparison or in actuality, but I really enjoy the TNT's broadcast, particularly their pregame crew. I don't know that it's necessarily inside the NBA level with like Chuck and Shaq and Kenny Smith. Oh, come on. Nothing beats that. (laughs) I don't Uh, know if it, I don't know if it compares. No, of course it doesn't. (laughs) That show is legendary inside the NBA with Shaq and Chuck and Ernie and Yeah, I mean, it's been like that for years uh, now. It's not competing with that whatsoever, but I, I know what you're saying that. Yeah, I think the TNT crew is is fine. Uh, I, I mean the the pregame, um, and then I like Kenny Albert. Um, Sam, yeah, Olchek. I was so I, I I think the announcing crew is much better than ESPN. Uh, nothing against Sean McDonough, but I I, th- I think he's a solid hockey announcer. I just think he's better with college football and other things. And then they, they I think they just put too much on his plate because. There isn't really a color guy. There is in Ray Ferraro, but he's like a all the way down at the ice ice level. It's like there should be two guys in the booth, not one. 
Um, so that's, that never occurred to me. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was Ray Ferraro. He's 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 ice level. So like you know how on it used to be, like the in NBC it was Doc, it was Eddie Olchek, and then it was uh, Pierre, and he was at ice yep. level. But they had two guys in the booth. And ESPN for their main crew, it's just one guy in the booth. I just I don't think that makes sense. They put too much on Sean McDonough's plate to handle. Yeah, I don't know opinion. if I ever realized that. That is that yeah. is wild, and maybe that's part of why it's not as as great of a broadcast. But but. Yeah, I so I think t- I think TNT's fine, but yeah, I, I hate it when it's on ESPN. I just they just really don't care about hockey. And when it, I think NBC, I think they were very I think it was great on NBC. And look, the 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 pregame and you know, intermission their crew, it was kind of whatever. Like none of the outside of Mike Milbury, none of the analysts really said anything controversial. Uh so I, I didn't care for that as much, but the production of from NBC, they made it feel like it was like a real, real big event. While on ESPN, it's just like, I, I don't feel that this, the same way as like NBC, the way NBC does it. That's just yeah, me, I agree with that. I feel like TNT has done a much better job in terms of yeah. like the way they've they've gone about the production. I, st- I still think NBC is better than TNT in terms of its production and making it seem like it's a big event when it's playoff hockey but i think tnt's solid i, I just think espn is the the not worst yeah i mean tnt like basketball is always going to be a bigger thing for them because they've been right. doing the nba for so long but i do think that they've taken the nhl seriously and i like how they kind of get the two of them together like charles barkley is a huge hockey fan and i think that you know they've, they've taken advantage of like having the shared network there which i think has kind of helped drive interest a little and um, it is kind of wild just like looking at their announcement or not their announcement, their uh they like inside crew and just seeing the spectrum going from Wayne Gretzky, like greatest player ever, to Paul Bisnet, who is like Yeah, Paul Paul Bisnet, um, if I pronounce that correctly, I I I think he's solid in, in the you know, with their crew. I, think he's I don't awesome. think Wayne Gretzky, I don't know. <laughs> like, he, I, yeah, I mean he's definitely like he's the greatest hockey player ever. It's like we got uh, Wayne Gretzky great, but it's like doesn't say a lot. Or I think say yeah. I think Biz is like much better, and yeah. Lundqvist has been pretty solid since they brought yeah, him in as well. And Lundqvist is fine too. Do you remember uh, Paul Bizonet from the Monarchs, Kenny? Yeah, I was just checking to make sure I had the that that was the same person. Yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. remember him. Yeah, he won a Calder Cup in uh in Manchester their last season in the AHL, which was like a pretty great way to go. <laughs> That's out wild. Yeah, yeah, I was glad to be able to to see that because that was. That was uh, I was on my way out in terms of uh, being able to go to the games consistently. Anyway, so it was cool. That was mm-hmm. a cool experience for them to win it their last year. Sad though, sad that they yeah that right. They were leaving. You like won, and it's like oh no, you're getting demoted immediately, yeah. and now they don't even exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, when I was looking at stuff for uh, for for this episode, I I ended up on the Monarchs Wikipedia page and just seeing the Manchester yeah. Monarchs like were a what? Yeah, it yeah. was just sad. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I think, oh, well, I guess, you know, one other NHL thing, like before we move on, I know I spent a ton of time on this, but I am so excited that Kyle Dubas is president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, it still feels unreal, and I don't know if it's me just feeling like Ron Hexall was the worst ever and anybody with any sort of name recognition is going to be a huge upgrade or this is actually like a really solid hire by the Penguins. I think there's a lot of uh, back and forth in terms of how his 
time in Toronto when I guess Brian as like you know the bigger hockey fan like do you how much of Toronto's playoff failures do you put on Dubas versus the players coaching like try to set some expectations for me here um I I always look at the players and I, I think uh Toronto made some moves at the deadline to help out their their decor and then adding Ryan O'Reilly I thought was a really good move for them I know it didn't pan out, but they at least made it, got it to him the a next play- round. Yeah, it got him a like, first-round playoff they, victory. The they first finally did something. They they finally uh, had some progress, but it's it still wasn't enough. But I don't know. I think I think they made enough moves to be a contender. It's just that they're the freaking Maple Leafs, and they're always a bunch of chokers. That's the, <laughs> that, that's their right? problem. Is that that's how that's not, how I'm it's trying not to their look roster. At it. But I will say, I do think Toronto. I I think they're kind of screwed because. They're like in term like their future. I mean, just because there's so much money tied towards Matthews, Marner, Taveras, mm-hmm. like the the NHL has a really hard cap. Like you can't. Yeah, it's not like football. Sucks. It's not like football. You can just maneuver stuff around. Or the NBA, where you just or the like NBA, go yeah, to right. Tax. Like the, the like NHL is. It's the one league where the the cap is a real thing. And yep. I, I I mean, <laughs> look, the last couple of seasons we've seen. Teams like Tampa when they won it all, and and then Boston this past year, and other teams take advantage of that rule where if you know if a guy's hurt, he can be taken off the cap, and then you can yeah, add another player, and then you reserve. can add the injured guy back onto the roster. It's like so. <laughs> um, I think the NHL is cracking down on that more now. Uh, but I mean, regardless, like, I think Toronto. I don't know, like they're kind of screwed with their cap situation. I, how long was Kyle? Dubas therefore so he's been associated with the organization since 2014 but he didn't become the GM until 2018 okay okay so he was there though when they signed those all those big deals like, yeah I, guess he, that's I the, mean he's responsible for Tavares so right and that that's is, kind of the big one because mm-hmm. he's now like out of his prime now or, yeah. or at least the back nine of his career and I don't know I guess I guess that's one thing I'd pause on him is that that Toronto's contracts aren't ideal. And no, and I, I think the the, the best uh, rebuttal to that is the Penguins already have their core locked up. He just needs to get a third and fourth line and right. sign a goalie, That's, which it, it, goalie it is a different is something situation. Toronto's never had either. So I too. Yeah. So it's a different situation, but I, I still pause on that aspect of it. Yeah, no, and I think it's fair, and it's one of those things that if he just gets the Penguins to the playoffs this year, it feels like a minor win, but at the same time, as long as you have Crosby and Malkin, if they can continue to play at a high level and be healthy, which I don't know that you're getting 82 games out of both of them ever again, uh, you know, it feels like the Penguins should be Stanley Cup contenders, and just making the playoffs is not a big enough victory. So, uh, anyway... Let's let's move on now. We have a bunch of other topics. Uh, some we'll spend a while on, some not as much. And the thought was it'd be a lot of like non-sports topics. We'll just kind of sit here and like talk about life. And then a lot of other things came up. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, let, let's alternate kind of here. And uh, let's talk about with what is arguably the biggest news story in America, American politics, just, you know, lifestyle, uh, maybe even the world. And uh, that is Taylor Swift breaking up with her boyfriend, Maddie Healy. Is this uh, long national nightmare is over. So, Brian, as the resident Swifty of the podcast, are you finally sleeping again? I don't know, man. <laughs> I've, I've had to stay up long uh, because, no, I don't care about this stuff. Like, w- when it comes to her and breakup news, 
my reaction is great. That means we're going to get more <laughs> music. We're going to get more uh, more to listen to. So that part of it I enjoy, but I could not care less who she's dating or not dating. Um, I just care about the music. That's it. Brian, your reaction should be great. Now's my chance. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance for me? My reaction is actually the opposite. It's, oh, no. <laughs> now she's going to come back with another album. Now right, I'm gonna have exactly. To, you no, know, it's so, not good for me. So we, so we both hasn't... have the reaction of she's coming right. out with another album. Right. But for me, it's great. But for Kenny, it's, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> I, I think Joe Alwyn would be the one who gets the big album here. So, so Healy, though, is like... Like every from what I've heard, uh, depending on who I'm reading on Twitter, it sounds like he's basically like a neo-Nazi. Like he's like a skinhead. <laughs> like I I looked Jesus. up his Wikipedia though, and I was like trying to figure out, okay, what does this guy do that's so bad? And it took me a while, like just like reading through a lot of these like positive things about him. It sounds like he went on a podcast a few months ago and said a lot of like offensive things about various groups of people and. Um, now it's to the point where some Taylor Swift fans are juggling their fandom and whether it's, oh, can you ignore the artist as a person and just appreciate the art versus like, do I need to put on, put out like this? There's this one insane thread I saw from some woman talking about how she was like wrestling with the idea of whether or not she should go to this concert and just like, uh, like all the problems of this guy and then ended it with anyway cute romper pictures pictures to come is just like totally unhinged um but i think the the bigger thing that i'm kind of focusing on is just the taylor swift concerts in general and a lot of the stories that have come out of them and the way like some of these fans are just insane like wearing adult diapers to the concert and just some of the money that people have spent on them and i've been back and forth on whether i think it's crazy or if i'm just like i do crazy things when it comes to sports like people just have other interests i know brian you've seen her in concert but it's not the same like my understanding is she hasn't been on tour since 2018 this is like a five-year thing fans are waiting and they're right i mean there was a obviously the pandemic took out you know few years in there but but she, but she did come out with a few albums during that time though right um so yeah it has been a wow it's really been that long five years yeah apparently She's, wow okay maybe that's why people are really that crazy about her and the fact that she came out with multiple albums during during that time like i think like how many like four <laughs> yeah it, so some of them were just like rewrites of songs, though, right? Like re-releases, the whole Taylor's yeah, version. Yeah, Taylor's version of everything. Like, what? <laughs> what's she doing? Yeah, well, I know it's like this whole Eras tour where she's going like three and a half well, hours, and she's... well, Lover came out in 2018 or 2019, and then she had Folklore, and then she had Evermore, and then then Midnight's. And then yeah, and then Midnights, and and she had right, like you said. Uh, so that's not even including the Taylor's version. Okay. That's, yeah, right. That's not even including the the Taylor's versions of uh, Red or other albums that she's put out. So yeah, she's had a lot of albums uh, come out uh, while she hasn't been on tour. So maybe that's part of it. I have a theory that Taylor goes onto a random word generator and slaps enter, and whatever comes up is the title of her next album. Just folklore, uh, midnights. <laughs> what like it's just, it's just random words. 
1989 was at least her, her That's birth a year. year. That Yeah. Maybe a random number generator for that one. I don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't know if this is... <laughs> I can, yeah, I can tell at this point. Yeah, I, um, I, I feel like I can't go on Instagram on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday without seeing someone else at a, a Taylor Swift concert. I, had, it, I, I followed uh, Gillette Stadium's account just because, you know, they post Patriot stuff. Did long. you have to unfollow I them? had to unfollow the Gillette Stadium oh account because they're, they're obsessed Three with in her. one weekend. Yeah. I, it's And it's crazy. They were, yeah, one weekend where she was here, but like a month leading up to it where they're posting. And I just wanted to comment and be like, guy, like she doesn't care about you, bro. Like you're not, <laughs> she, like she's not like, oh my God, thank you, Gillette Stadium. Like she doesn't care. She doesn't no, care. No, she was just at MetLife the following weekend. Right. Just, like you know, for Jets Giants, like it doesn't matter. Like who cares about Patriots fans anymore? Gillette Stadium's going to make a breakup album, I think, after after <laughs> that. And it's it, it's it's so funny. Like like a, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, it was like there was a news story that she's an Eagles fan. It's like, I don't care. Because <laughs> she wears the jerseys of, uh, of every, you know, she goes to Gillette, oh, she wears a, a Taylor yeah. 13 Patriots jersey. Okay. And I, there was like, I saw news like on Instagram or something, granted, but it was like t- t- Taylor reveals that she's an Eagles fan. And it's like, okay, that's fine. See, this is the stuff I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, just, I just care about the music. That's it. <laughs> I don't care about that either. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's that's fair. I um so one question that I was asked recently just like with some of the the prices that people are paying. It's just kind of like a fun thought exercise. So, um what's the most you've ever spent on a ticket to either a concert or a sporting event? Oh, that's a good question. Um I think I spent for the US Open, I think I spent like 400 something I mean, that's like basically that. a taylor swift concert they they come to boston once every what 25 years so yeah um yeah like the u.s i feel like the u.s open was like a once in a lifetime thing just given that like it's never <laughs> anywhere near here it's always in usually the south or like, I, I think this, yeah, year, this it's year it's LA. in la yeah <laughs> so uh, so the fact that it was anywhere near boston um is like i feel like i had to take advantage of it and another thing is, I the the ticket I spent on, it wasn't just to be there. It was also like I got an I got to sit in an area where, where I get to sit in an actual seat and like not on like the 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 ground the grass. Um, there was actually an an actual seating area where I got to sit and then have drinks. Just like a bleachers or like a bleacher thing, yeah, okay. like a bleacher stands or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I actually don't know a lot of the more. The bigger uh, concerts and things I've gone to, I've gone with my parents. So they, they pay, you know, I've seen Paul McCartney yeah. a couple times. I imagine those were expensive, but I, my parents paid. Uh, I'm actually seeing Ed Sheeran uh, in its next month at Gillette. I assume that was I a lot of money, but it was Canada. a gift, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. So, well, so I, I told Corey the other day, last week, that I'm also seeing Ed Sheeran. Oh, really? But but uh, not at Gillette. and. Canada at the Rogers Toronto. Center family like bunch of family are meeting in Canada and I didn't pay for that either <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna so mess up our final coverage boat. but I, I've also done that with other traveling events so I can't be mad uh but anyway I I agree with that statement Kenny and that was like one thing that I thought about is like I feel like I've been to a lot of events that cost a decent amount of money but I haven't 
spent a ton of money on sporting events because it's always like my parents are paying for them or even like big ones like in school i all tickets were free so um it made me realize though that the most i've ever spent on an individual ticket was the penguins hurricanes game in raleigh in january where the ticket was like 200 dollars, which is way more expensive than almost any other regular season home game like that's like a playoff ticket um, and the Penguins lost two to one. It was such like a horrible, not fun game to go to. I was like, man, I did not get my money's worth with this one. Uh, so it's kind of a sad thought experience. Whereas Brian is a cool one. It's like, you spend a lot of money to see the U S open. Like I, I would spend that kind of money on a big event. Um, but yeah, I, it makes me feel like I need to spend a lot of money on other cool things to kind of make up for it and have a better answer to that one. <laughs> I looked at Taylor Swift tickets, but it's like, when I look at the price, it's just, oh my God, like this is, I, yeah. I, I love her, but this is so not worth it. I heard about <laughs> a I story. See, it's like in the thousands, like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, right. I read a story about a guy who got screwed over on, uh, I think it was either StubHub or like one of I those I saw sites. that same one Yeah, too. they didn't give him his tickets, so he had to buy them for like $20,000 as he promised his daughter's Jeez. tickets. It's just. Uh, I would just break that promise. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I know. Well, that was the, the big debate on that one. You know, father of the year, but also like man like it's a lesson that they could learn is don't take anything for granted uh, i don't know uh but also like screw those ticketing sites like they they suck so <laughs> that too <laughs> yeah um anyway let's uh let's move on let's go back to sports and uh you know i kind of alluded to this earlier so there are some topics that are not as big as the finals but this is probably like the biggest topic in sports right now something that nobody saw coming from the sounds of it and that is uh the PGA Tour and Live Golf are no longer rivals, and they're now merged into one. Just out of nowhere, Tuesday morning, this news drops. And, uh, I mean, my first reaction to it was, why would the PGA Tour do this? You know, from a fan perspective, it's probably kind of cool that the golfers are all going to be playing together again, but it just feels like a wild thing that's happened. And uh, there's definitely a lot of ways to look at this. So, Brian, I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on this because you didn't respond to my text, so I don't know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, my bad. Um, <laughs> well, it makes the live players look pretty smart for taking the money. And it looks yeah, pretty poor sure. on the the players that stayed for loyalty that they they that they should have moved and they should have taken the money, but because because guys like Rory and Rom and others like really stuck up for Jay Monahan and the PGA, and mm-hmm. now they just now it just looks poor on them that they that they didn't take the money and that they were loyal and I don't know it just like. Even Bryson kind of mentioned it in an interview that he had with CNN that, like, I feel bad for the guys that, that didn't go because, you know, we were able to make the money that we, we were given. And the Live Tour told us all these things that were going to happen that came to fruition while the players on the PGA that stayed were told all these things that, that didn't come to fruition. And I feel like, I, if I were like, especially someone like Rory, I'd feel screwed over for being oh, basically yeah. the poster boy of you know being loyal and not going for the money and and yeah Your tour i would just, just turns around and goes for the money in the end right like i i would just feel so yeah i would i'd feel uh, i'd feel screwed over if i was especially someone like rory yeah i uh i mean it is kind of crazy just like some of the 
the money that these guys turned down just to be able to he, <laughs> come out. Yeah, I mean, like Hideki uh, Matsuyama, he turned he, he could have gotten million. a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, just and, and then insane. Tiger, he could have made. I think, I think honestly, I heard a billion. I, think was, yeah, I, heard I heard it was eight hundred million. million. Uh, Probably eight hundred to more. a billion range. Like, and and for someone like him who's like barely playing now, like all you gotta do is just show up a couple times, right? Yeah, they probably like condition. Yeah, ride on a cart in there, and yeah, like, like at, at his fun. condition, uh, I, yeah, like I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I'd feel stupid if I were those guys. Yeah, and I guess like you talk someone like Will Zalatoris who's injured right now. He's not making right. any money. He could have gotten guaranteed money from Live Golf, and I think like you know a lot of the discourse and you know the thoughts have been. Oh, like this is why you should always take the money. Don't be loyal to your employer because they'll just turn around and prove they're not loyal to you. And that's like, how okay, I felt about it when I, I first saw this. <laughs> yeah, no, and I get it, but also that's like pretty disheartening to hear. Like that's not like a a good takeaway that we should be having. You're like, oh, just but take I the do, money. When but it's I you. I feel that takeaway though, <laughs> like not just golfers, but people. Uh-huh. In general, that, yeah, like, no, I mean it is a good life lesson, but it's a it's a it's a shitty one, lesson. but it's a good one too. Yeah, uh, the, these guys didn't even know about this. They, they nobody found knew. Out, they found out like just like everyone else on Twitter. Yeah, through CNBC. Yeah, Colin Morikawa. <laughs> I love finding it. out morning news uh, on Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, this. right. Just like insane like how they went about the process yeah and i don't know what, what to make of this i don't know what the pga tour is going to look like moving forward now uh i mean there's saudi money in the pga tour at this point that's it that was what happened i always thought that live golf was just going to kind of disband that these players will eventually just run back to the pga tour because the product just doesn't end up being worth it and no the pga tour turned around and yeah jay monahan looks like a fraud at this point huge big time because he said that the you know the players that left for live you know saying that you know these guys should be more mindful of the you know the families that were affected by 9/11 and other things and and you know they're they're not welcome back on the tour and and like now <laughs> like after a one year like they're already merging back it just looks so pathetic on his part yeah he's like talking about it like oh you know things changed when i said those things at times things are different now like oh he like what read some article in the deep web says jet fuel can't melt steel beams all of a sudden saudis <laughs> had nothing to do with 9-11 it's just the the way that he's gone about it it looks terrible on his part i can't imagine he's gonna stick around as the ceo because all of the pga tour players hate him right now they don't trust the guy. He, they have no respect for him. Just the way he's gone about things. It's just I, I I agree. I kind of agree with Rom that that like on Jay Monahan's part, this is probably not what he signed up for. <laughs> like imagining what he, yeah, like this is what he signed up for. But at the same time, it's it still looks it's still a really bad look after everything that's yeah, happened. It, it's it's I guess reasonable to say that the PGA Tour didn't really have a choice. They couldn't compete with the money that Live Golf had. Like eventually they were going to have to do something like this. Right. But it also just like the way that it happened out of nowhere. It's like preaching all of this for a year and now like turning around. It it just kind of sucks hearing that and seeing this. So Kenny another one of those no you're not a huge golf fan but like <laughs> right. this is almost like a world issue at this point so imagine you have some like perspective and thoughts on it well yeah so i i mean i'm not educated enough about any of this to really uh have a firm opinion but i know i remember when when the live tour formed you know my golf is if i'm being generous maybe my sixth favorite sport um 
and so I'm I'm not gonna ever put it on or anything. But my my parents are big fans, and you know they were like, yeah, I, we're not watching. I don't remember. I don't know what tournament was on or whatever one weekend, but they're like, yeah, we're not watching this because you know there's Saudi money in this and this this and that. So I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but all this really does to me personally is is make me even less likely to become a fan of golf because yeah, I don't. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, like I say, I don't know all the details, but I know that the Live Tour is associated with Saudis and that it has the a, a lot of the Saudi government money involved in it. Yeah, and now the that's, public investment funds see, right. in Saudi Arabia. When this all started, I'll admit I was someone that was not really a fan of it. I want all the best players to be on the same tour with each other. Um, and yeah, like the Saudi money, it doesn't it's not a great look. But at the same time, I wasn't someone like, oh, right like you can't you oh how could you possibly go i'm like no i get it like there's a lot of money involved and you know yeah, someone like harold varner mentioned that like, i'm not i'm not going to live to grow the game i'm there because <laughs> they are giving me a bunch of money uh-huh. <laughs> like so i, yeah, I like I that some I, of the golfers were honest about why they were going and that it was really because it was, it was a business decision um, no so, not, for you know for in terms of people getting their money like it's hard for me to fault that, but in terms of supporting it, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't that, make me want to go in and at, you know give yeah, them the from views. A, from a fan perspective, I never watched the the live tour. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch a second of it. So no, but I I also have barely watched PGA tour when it comes down to it. I watch the majors. Like those are my big thing that I keep up with. Every now and then, I'll pay attention to golf if there's other big events going on or I'm somewhere it's on TV. Like I enjoy watching it. It's just not like there are other things that I'd rather do with my time, uh, whether it's different sports or just activities in general than watching see, people I, play golf on TV. See, I watch the non majors too, but I will say because of how the the last year has transpired. And you see guys like Brooks, Bryson, DJ, many others leave. It's like, man, there's less, uh, there's less names out there. Like th- these yeah. guys, some of these guys, not all of them, because there are plenty of other household names that remain, like Rory, Rom, JT, yeah, John Rom, Colin Morikawa. Yeah. yeah, and like so, so it's great that those guys are still here. But it's like, man, there's there's still not enough names that keep me glued to the TV now, and. Mm-hmm. So I'll admit, like, even though I do watch non-majors still, I'll admit I've had a little bit less interest this past year, not going to lie. Yeah, and, and from that perspective, it's great that they're unifying, but, you know, the 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 bigger picture problems are still going to exist here. And, you know, I, one thing that I, like, hadn't really focused on, hadn't taken the time to, to look into this side of it, is the PGA Tour is just a start when it comes to these foreign countries getting their, their money and like getting their power in these um, entities. And, you know, one point that was uh, brought up by PFT commenter who, you know, he's someone who is a joke character, but also like has a lot of like really deep knowledge when it comes to the world. He's a fan of the Washington commanders. He brought up the point that that is one of the most poorly run organizations ever. And they still sold for $7 billion imagine what teams that are actually like well run and have like a lot of money in them could sell for, you know, we already see it with um, 
like a bunch of soccer teams out in the world and you know there there are some teams that are owned by countries i'm pretty sure saudi arabia public investment fund owns newcastle like they're russian oligarchs were owning teams and you know, they had to sell them because of the you know whole putin war mess but uh i think that's something that we could maybe start to see more of in american sports it starts that's what with i was PGA just about Tour, to say like do you think that this is going to happen not just in golf, but like in football or other sports. Oh, it definitely could happen. And I don't know, like a lot of those teams, it does feel like they're kind of family businesses, but money talks and, you know, it's probably not uh, that far fetched to think that Saudi Arabia or Qatar, like one of these other countries that just have unlimited oil money is all of a sudden going to own one of our favorite teams. So, yeah, I know. Not fun to think about. And no, it's, it's know, not fun to think about uh, at all. Well, no, <laughs> and that's why I think it's it's kind of like a, a slippery slope. But it's just like I think that it's it's bad to support the first the first step in that sort of thing because it just encourages the future steps, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it. I think it's only a matter of time before we're seeing that based on this, and you know, like you said, just based on based on people wanting money, you know. That's and they have the money, and that's. Yeah, I think that's probably is how it's going to go. Uh, not looking forward to it. Yeah, no, and it's one of those things that we're probably not even going to think about most of the time. Right. You know, we're going to be watching golf and be like, "Oh, this is fun. We get all the best players back on the tour." Like, you know, maybe they have some team events where it's like, "Oh, you know, this concept's kind of cool." Every now and then, but I, I, you know, I, that was that's another thing. I I, I can't <laughs> stand the no cut event three days. I I can't do that. Like that. That's I one thing I'm really against. Happen. Four, I think the, I want four team, days. Uh, Thursday and Friday, and then a cut, and then Saturday and Sunday. Like, yeah, I, don't, I think I don't most want this. most tournaments will be like that, but there will still be some designated events that you have to live golf and like. See that I can I can live with that if no no pun intended. <laughs> I can live with that <laughs> if it's a uh, you know you know event here and there, but if it's every event, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I agree. I think and that's 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 another thing that Rom mentioned about not going over. I'm sure it's not the biggest factor but he talked about you know i'm not in it for i don't play this game for the money like i already have enough more money than i know what to do with like uh he talked about how like i play for the history and Mm -hmm. and you know real golf events like not none of this like no cut three day event like a real golf of golf event yeah i mean it's it's all about the competitive spirit that comes with golf and right you know, you, you want to have fun out there, but also at the same time, you're pay, playing to kind of be the best, not just to get a bunch of money, regardless of how you finish and right. like a team event. So, um, but yeah, uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's move on and, uh, let's talk about something else that's, uh, affecting a lot of people in this country right now. And that's, uh, apparently there's an apocalypse going on in, in parts of the country, uh, at least Canadian wildfires. So, New York just it, it's insane some of the the photos and images like I saw just a picture of Yankee Stadium and it looks like uh you know from the the scene of uh Avengers Endgame where they're showing City Field when you know half the world is wiped out and um I guess my first question is what are you guys experiencing up in New England cuz it's not that far it's right between Canada and New York City I imagine it's not as crazy as it looks there but can you tell like the wildfire difference? I don't, uh, I don't see anything. For so for me, okay. uh, yesterday Tuesday, um, when I was walking to work, I was like, "Oh, it's it's kind of hazy out." I, I don't I I don't know if haze is ever natural or if haze is all purely man made. Um, 
But I didn't think anything of it. And then I heard about the wildfires, which I hadn't even heard of. Okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, that explains it. And I definitely noticed uh, that it looked a little bit hazy. And I think I could even, I don't know, like breathing in the air didn't feel great. Um, and then I looked, I have friends in New York and I saw their their stories on Instagram. And I was like, oh, Boston's fine. <laughs> like compared <laughs> to what I see, like, like New York, uh, the stuff I was seeing today, it looks like it looks like what you see in Hollywood for like the rapture or like yeah. the, the beginning of like a right? call of duty zombies game. If you look out into the distance, it's just like red fog. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks terrifying. I had uh, someone post the view from out their window on like a, a clear day. And then they posted yesterday just side by side. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they posted again today and it got even worse. So where it seems to have sort of like, uh, skimmed Boston, but right, Boston. I was outside today, and it seemed totally fine. So I, I think it was. I think it kind of hit us slightly, but mostly passed us, and just went to New York because New York is looking rough. It looks like New Mexico in uh, like Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the yellow filter. <laughs> yeah, the yellow filter. It looks like it looks like that. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's kind of cool looking just seeing at the photos, but you know, I. I don't know what it's like there. I'm kind of upset why, uh, that we. I'm no scientist, but why? Why? So like, these are Canada wildfires, right? Yes. How come it's only in New York City? Of of like so, not. Yeah, that is. I'm also wondering like why Boston doesn't see it. Uh, I think like from the city perspective, it's probably just like all of like the tall buildings and everything. It just kind of like okay. traps everything. I I also don't know. I just that I, I can... just figured when I first saw this, like oh like this is this is why New York uh, is, you know my you know my views on New York where it's like oh it's overrated place like trashy yeah uh-huh. overpopulated and and then now all this air pollution but it's like it it actually came from canada wildfires like okay like why does it look like that and only in new york and not anywhere else in new england yeah so i've seen like photos and videos from like san francisco and la looking like that with the california wildfires so i do think it just has to do with the (laughs) densely populated city like being a a thing canada new york city are like you know relatively far apart i don't know exactly where in canada i assume not too far from the border if it's going all the way down there um, I do wish that they would let the Yankees play a game in that because I think it would be really cool to see. But oh, I, I want to see too. <laughs> the I, air I'm quality sure is really bad. So I don't see any news, but have they postponed? The, they did the, postpone. Oh, okay. Yeah, both, Just, both oh, man, that would have been so cool games, to see. <laughs> right? I know. So, yeah, both those games are postponed. They're going to try to play tomorrow in uh, those two cities. But um, I, So I saw a viral tweet. And then the next time I saw it, it had a community notes, but they were saying that New York City is now the most, um, like most air uh, polluted. Yeah, or... most yeah, like lowest air quality in the world. Right, like, and on compared Earth, to like what they said Bangladesh or other places. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen right. That, I've seen that one too. Yeah, and I saw community notes saying, ah, eh, that's not totally accurate. But they also said that breathing in that air for twenty four hours is like the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes, which a lot of people smoke way more than that in 24 <laughs> so hours. Fine. So it's all good. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just right. let the Yankees play. It's fine to yeah. be taking deep breaths of that beautiful <laughs> red air. Just a few hours of it. It's like one cigarette, you know. But uh, yeah, I also have not ever touched a cigarette. You know, I'm one of those people who doesn't just feel the urge uh, when they're like really drunk. But 
Um, <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know if I've ever, I've never smoked a cigarette. I don't know if I've ever touched one. I don't think I have. I don't see why I would have. You don't do like the, the fault in our stars thing where you put the thing in. Your mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it's love, a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, right. I I, uh, I love pulling that phrase out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's actually a great question. I don't know if I have either. I feel like I should have at some point because I've been around right. them a lot. It like feels like life. it should have happened at some point, but I'm also like, why would it have happened? You know why? Like, yeah. yeah I, have, I have the same... Uh, view as Kenny. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, going I have, to school... And, I don't know why would have. Yeah, I mean, going to school and living in the Carolinas for 10 years makes, you know, smoking just like a thing that I see a lot, but I also usually only see cigarettes when they're in somebody's mouth, so right. wouldn't really happen very often that it comes to me. Um, anyway, though, that's uh, that's some, some other things going on in... Uh, just our country right now so i guess you know pray for the people of new york or whatever like hope that this gets over but also hope that we can see at least a kind of cool game at yankee stadium in the next couple days uh anyway let's uh let's talk about another big news go back to the sports world and uh another sport that only so much care uh collectively on the podcast but i feel like we can have a decent conversation about this because i remember we had kenny on for the um year of 2022 sports and pop culture in review and we've spent a lot of time talking about Lionel Messi in Argentina winning the World Cup and now he's coming to the U.S. he's coming to the MLS announcing he's signing with Inter-Miami and it's one of those things where I'm like this is gonna make me want to watch the MLS deep down I know it's not really gonna change anything but in the moment this feels really cool yeah I'll admit like I'm still I'm still not going to really care about soccer or the MLS, but I will say if there's one soccer player that's going to make me care, or at least current one, I mean, uh, it, it would be Messi. And he's definitely certainly falling in the footsteps of guys like Beckham and Ibrahimovic uh, going from, you know, the other countries to, to the U.S. and and follow in their footsteps and maybe maybe he'll be the best player in the in the MLS probably I think he I'd would imagine. be yeah like I I guess I don't remember I don't David know I don't I I know the MLS you know their league is not as good as other European yeah. soccer leagues but you know Messi is like now in his what like mid-30s I think yeah, he's, he's 30, 35 yeah he's 35 but... and so but even he's... still even at 35 he probably would I'm guessing. I don't know how he wouldn't be. I mean, he just, he won the World Cup. Like, he, you could argue still he's, like, one of the best players in the entire world. I don't know how anyone in the MLS could potentially compete with him. And it feels like Miami is... This shows you how much like, I follow the MLS, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I feel like Miami should win the championship this year, like, the MLS Cup alone off of Messi. Okay. Well, yeah, I, like, I don't, I don't follow soccer at all. I don't follow the MLS at all, but... I mean, Messi, I watched the World Cup, like the, the final game. Not only did Messi win, I don't think they would have won without him. He's like one yeah, of he the scored best. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. He scored the, you know, the extra time goal. Right. So he's one he of the best players. he also scored the first penalty kick. And he's, yeah, I, I think like he's, he was, he's one of the best players in a good market. So why would he come to a bad market and not be the best? You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say, I mean, it, it feels like a lot to call. It's just that to, when you're 35 and basically any other sport, like yeah. except maybe golf, like you're you're already like the. Well, but he near just the did end it. of your career, and 
That's why I'm know. bringing yeah. up. Like, is that's uh, why I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> no, and I, I get it, and I think that like there are a lot of times where like the MLS is considered a retirement league. You see guys come to the MLS, and it's like, well, they only came here because they're not good enough to play regularly in Europe anymore. It's like when an and, NBA player goes to China. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, it, it feels less Dwight Howard going to China and more like LeBron James going to China okay. at this point. Or if LeBron went there, like, oh, he's 39 years old. Like, okay, he'd be the best player true. In, in the league there. So I can't imagine. Uh, do we suck at soccer that much? <laughs> I mean, the MLS at least. But even like, think about like a lot of the best players on US national teams, they right, don't play in the, in the MLS. They play somewhere else in Europe or you know somewhere else in the world, in Germany or Spain. So uh, PSG... Did win the League One. I feel like they went every single year, but they still sacked their manager because they lost in the round of 16 in the uh, the UEFA Champions League, which is all they care about there. Um, but just for perspective, I'm looking it up right now. So Kylian Mbappe, he's like the best player. He scored 29 goals. Lionel Messi has 16. He's number two on the team. 16 goals, 16 assists ahead of Neymar. So, yeah, I like to think that the second best player on PSG will be the best player in the MLS. Okay, so he's still really, really, really good. Yeah. I know I, I saw the World Cup, too. Um, so I know he's still obviously really good. It's just, it, uh-huh. just the MLS sucked that much, though. I guess it's, it does. <laughs> it, it's wild to me, like, how the MLS has expanded like they have. I'm pretty sure there's 30 teams in it. I just don't know how we have that like that many 30 great teams? american players yeah it's insane they've added so many teams like every single year they're adding like two or three new teams it's crazy and i, I don't know like how the product is good i'm sure well, that's I'm probably sure why you're right no but I'm, i am fact checking just to see if that's actually true <laughs> uh all right yeah. 14 just... in the west and 50 it's 29 teams 29 teams. oh nice yeah. try Corey. <laughs> uh, no, if they, if they just had you know if they had like a dozen teams, maybe they'd have some some talent. But it's it's spread uh, too thin, probably. And like you say, if there's if there's better leagues in Europe that they can get into, why would they not? And then it just leaves no talent here because no one here cares about soccer. I don't yeah, care. Well, so Charlotte FC, I think they're in their second year. I'm pretty sure they've sold out every single game they played at Bank of America Stadium. Like the fans there absolutely love having a team. And I know there are a lot of other cities that are like that. I feel like it's the most popular in cities where there's only like one or two other teams in them. And like Charlotte, it's the Hornets and the Panthers. So having like a soccer team, it's like, oh, cool. We have someone who might actually be good. Let's go watch these games. Uh, so I do think like the interest level is pretty much there. I did read that uh, Miami's their tickets to their game in September against LAFC um, are five times higher this morning than they were <laughs> yesterday. So uh, Messi's definitely gonna be a huge draw. And I think like my big question is, what happens from here? Do we start to see a lot of other big names? Like if Messi can come to the MLS, why would that stop? pretty much any other big name from coming to the MLS. Yeah, because every every other pro sport, football, I mean, obviously football, but like hockey and basketball, like the biggest league with the best is players the is the NBA, the NHL. Yep. MLB. MLB. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like for whatever reason, MLS, soccer, like they don't have the, the best league, but maybe this is a stepping I mean, stone. I, I don't know if I would say for whatever reason. I think we could list off a ton yeah, of reasons. Sure, what... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I do think that this will that this will help uh 
that this will help the MLS grow. I mean, at least in terms of people wanting to go see a game. I mean, when I heard about Messi, even I was like, will he be playing in New England? Will he go to play against the Revolution? I still don't know. I didn't look into it, but... I think he would. I I, I mean, I'm not going to pay that price, but, you know, if... If it weren't too expensive, sure, whatever. I'll go see Messi. Maybe that'll be my most expensive ticket. Go to see <laughs> yeah. Messi play at Charlotte FC. All sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine it would be cheap to go see them at this point, especially like in this first season when it's like he just got here. Um, and I guess the biggest thing to say that Messi won't make the MLS all of a sudden like a world-class league is people said that about David Beckham. 15 years ago and that didn't really change anything. Yeah, that's what I was actually just about to say is that David Beckham was also a megastar and yeah. still didn't really make it a only difference. did so much. Yeah, and I guess part of it feels like Messi still has a lot left in him where it doesn't feel like it's just like a retirement league kind of thing, like he'll just be here for a year or two. He's a lot in though, like he came to the MLS and then he left the MLS and continued to play but at the same time, I don't think that he had like a crazy impact. Um but he also isn't as big of a name, I think, uh, as, compared right. to guys like Beckham and Messi. I'll admit, I'm kind of just waiting for the, uh, the 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 next World Cup, because because uh, because that yeah. that final was uh that, that was definitely the best game I've ever watched, and the U.S. Yeah. is getting slightly awesome. better, and the, yeah, the next World it. Cup is in the U.S. and maybe they'll be really really good then, and yeah, that'd that would be actually awesome. pique my interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we can be top eight or even better, that would be crazy. I still think so. that's silly. We don't have the stadiums for this. I'm gonna well, it's to... in Canada and Mexico, too. They just play in football stadiums, though, NFL stadiums. I know, but the, aren't those like significantly smaller than the European soccer stadiums? For, I mean, not all of them. Yeah. I know they're playing in the bigger ones, but I think Gillette is getting one, isn't it? And it's like Doesn't Seattle yeah, play guess... in the like the same stadium as the Seahawks? Yeah, Sounders. Yeah, well, right. they all MLS, MLS play in the the American football stadiums because no one cares. But <laughs> I I think that yeah, the but those European, are big stadiums. I but I think that the international soccer stadiums are much bigger than the American football uh, stadium. I could be wrong, but I, that's what I thought because I remember. Like I don't think. I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, Gillette will be packed, but I feel like they could go places bigger than Gillette and sell more tickets. But I don't know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to find a vacation I guess spot in, and not be here in, that. in terms of seat size, uh college football is like Co- right. those stadiums are bigger than NFL stadiums. Yeah. But and also in a lot of cases they just cram people in instead of being like more spacious. Man, so. that one road in and out of Foxborough is gonna be oh a my God, nightmare. That'd be, that'd be hell. <laughs> Uh, like it's already uh, held for also, Taylor Swift concerts, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and, and Patriots games. Like, what about the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be insane. Um, so, just one one thought on uh, what were we talking about just now? Football stadiums. So there's uh there's not a standard size for a soccer field. Like, there's no like actual standard. They can just be however big or small they want. The be. field. Yeah. What? Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, right? I looked it up one time and it was like, no, <laughs> there's insane. no standard. Yeah, like there are some fields that are just like a couple miles long just for fun. Like it, it's just kind of crazy to think about. And I guess in a lot of ways, it's like, okay, there's there's a ton of different governing bodies and, you know, the sports played all over the world in all different ways. But like you would think there'd be some type of FIFA standard or UEFA standard. There's just not one. 
That's so crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of the stadiums just like adhere to the same rules, like if every Premier League team has the same one. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Did you guys see Luton Town? Like, did you hear hear about Luton Town? Like any of their story? No. So they were just promoted to the Premier League out of the Championship this year. It's like kind of crazy to think about. Uh, in 2014, so nine years ago. They were in the fifth league of English football. Just for perspective, Wrexham was just promoted to the fourth league of English football. Jeez. And yeah, I didn't see like the the documentary with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, but apparently the whole point is they're so far from the Premier League. Loontown just went from the fifth league of English soccer to the Premier League in nine years. Just an incredible story. And I'm sure they'll get relegated after one year. Uh, but that it's just like one of those things that it's like, just imagining something like that in America. And I don't think it could happen just given our design, but yeah, that was a kind of a cool story there. Um, and then I guess one other thing, just, you know, bringing it back to the Saudis, Kareem Benzema is getting what $600 million on a three-year contract from a Saudi Arabian team. Just like another reminder that they have just so much money to play with. And well, yeah, uh, I heard they were also like, can't compete. They don't, it, for Messi, it was between them and Miami. I heard. Yeah. Going to, right. I know mean, it's a big win that he chose us over Saudi Arabia. Especially yeah. But with Saudi Italian. Arabia, Florida, like what's the difference, you know, <laughs> when it comes down to money though, but I, I did hear that he's getting, shares of apple based on their sponsorship with the mls as well as adidas based on their sponsorships he's basically like an owner of the league at this point not even just an owner (laughs) of the team so um anyway let's uh let's move on to another topic let's go back to the non-sports world and uh here's like a, a fun little exercise that i came up with here and um i i don't know if it's just me Uh, It probably is just me, but I was on my For You tab of Twitter, which I think I only use when I'm bored to the point that my following tab runs out and I need something else to look at. And uh, I saw this come up and it was just someone posing this thought saying, too many of you think Fast Car by Luke Combs is an original song, and that's where our problem lies. And I'd actually been thinking about this topic for a very long time now. Uh, potentially, whether it made sense as a top five or just like a random conversation of talking about songs that we either prefer the cover, like famous songs, or like we prefer the cover, or songs that you didn't even realize were covers. And uh, this like kind of inspired me here. So I, I've had it on the script. I don't know. Have you guys like kind of thought some about this, but I have a, a lot of different ones that I'd love to throw out. And I feel like we have a wide enough range of music tastes that doing a top five would just be kind of a silly, but yeah, just, you know, kind of throw some out there and just pique listeners interests or whatever. I, before we before we fully get into it, I just want to say it's crazy that I read the name Luke Combs and was like country singer, and then I saw a picture and I was like, <laughs> yes, country singer, and I was correct. It's just crazy. So you like, how you hadn't heard of him? No, but I just can, the name. It's a country singer name. Like, what's the deal with that? You know, that's Luke that's is it. just a very popular country singer name. I think like Luke Bryan is another one. Yeah, Luke Combs. Yeah. yeah, I mean it does. Like you wouldn't think, but Luke like Combs, Luke Skywalker, like, he's not a country singer, but Luke Combs, yeah, he definitely is. And then I see him with Sean, the big beard. Sean Combs, he's a I rapper. Don't know who that is. Sean yeah, John. see, it's yeah. I guess, yeah, it's maybe it is just Luke. 
But anyway, yeah, yeah uh, I, I I looked into this. Uh, I've got I've got some too. But Corey, if you wanna if you wanna start, <laughs> so this initial conversation for me came up one time. I was I don't even remember exactly if it was just like from a song playing or what. But uh, me and Benjamin Carlson were in Las Vegas. We we're outside at a bar, and I <laughs> I said the. The I, I was talking about some song. I don't even remember what it was, but I said this is like the second best cover song uh, ever. And I said, but Ben, after which song is the best? Thinking he would say Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker. Very controversial choice, but as USC alumni, like you're Darius Rucker guy. Like he's like one of our biggest talking points. And he, without <laughs> skipping a beat, said, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts, <laughs> which another fantastic song. I, I, I thought it was so song. funny. No, I, yeah. I, I don't like country really at all, but I uh-huh. do like that song in Cars. Uh, yeah, I think they Flats. did a great job. I think I agree. I think the cover is way better than the original one. I love it. Like when I, for me, I like country, but I like pop country. I like country songs that have like pop and like happy, fun things. And like a lot of people say, oh, like the old Crow Medicine Show version of Wagon Wheel is so much better. Darius Rucker ruined it. I can't listen to old Crow Medicine Show. I'm like, this is so sad and boring. Darius Rucker made it way more fun. So, um, those are like two that do kind of come to mind here for me. I, I do have like a few others I can toss out, but um, I also have like a lot of thoughts just like seeing songs that I had no idea were covers. Uh, but I, I would love to hear, hear some thoughts on you guys first. We can kind of go back and forth on this here. You go, Kenny. Well, I mean, you know, we've got the obvious, uh, you know, kings of cover music, Smash Mouth. You know, with I'm yeah. a Believer and Shrek, uh, Monkey's cover. And then lesser known in uh, Mike Myers' Mike Myers' other uh, fantastic comedy film, The Cat in the Hat, they do a cover of the Beatles' uh, Getting Better. Also very good. Um, love Smash Mouth. Yeah, I don't remember that one. But yeah. Well, so All Star is their song, but what was the, right. what was the name of the I'm song at the end? Um, a Believer? Yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah. It's a, it's a I'm song a believe- the that one's a cover. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, right. I yeah. was gonna say like I didn't think All Star was a cover. No, but no. All Star. Yeah, but I knew I knew song. Believer was. Uh-huh. I'm a believer. Um. Yeah, I'll admit, like when it comes to, I was looking through this. I'll admit, I only looked in terms of uh, I Goog- I just googled like earlier, like songs that you didn't know were covers, and I didn't know there was a few like. Joan Jett, I love rock and roll. I had no idea that was a cover. Yeah, th- uh, really? Yeah. There's a sorry to cut you off a little bit, Brian, but if no, if anyone great. listens to Magic 106.7, essentially any song they play that is like a classic is a cover. Uh, that's what I learned today when I was looking this up. Like anything that's on 106.7. I mean like pr- like pretty much, you know, not like Olivia Rodrigo, but yeah, like I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. Uh always something there to remind me, The Naked Eyes, which I didn't know their name. Tainted Love by Soft Cell. That's what I was just about to say. Tainted Love. That was another one. Yeah, like those Uh those are all like burned into my brain because I used to have to listen to Magic 106.7 daily. Uh, And yeah, there's a lot of songs they play that I thought were original songs and they're not. Uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yeah, that's a cover. Uh I had no idea that one was a cover either. Those are like the, the few that like really stuck out for me. 
girls yeah, just want to have no fun. Idea. Apparently, a guy originally yeah, wrote it. Robert Hazard. I actually, covered. I couldn't find if he had a version out there. Uh, I wasn't able to hear it, but yeah, that's. There's also this one's not as well known, <laughs> but uh, got my mind set on you by George Harrison is apparently a cover as well. It's my life by Gwen Stefani, or or no doubt the band that she was in. I didn't know that one was a cover either. And Mad World, you know that song by yeah. Gary oh, Jules? Yeah, it's Tears for Fears. Oh, is the original bad. right? Oh, Tears for Fears originally had that. Uh, I believe Gary Jules is the cover of Tears for Fears. Yes, right. Okay, that wow. one I did know because I used to be obsessed with that song because I was like I was an angsty teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's a great song. I I didn't realize that was a cover either. Yeah, the um, the Gary Jules version is much better. I think that the, the uh, Tears for Fears version is like it's like it's poppy and upbeat and like I don't okay. think it really fits. I was gonna the say because I I like the Gary Jules version. Yeah, and, oh, and it's so much better. I, I like Tears for Fears, but I like the. You know, like every everybody wants to rule the world and shout. Like their their yeah, their most right. known songs are the ones. Yeah, that yeah, like. yeah. Honestly, the big one that stood out to me is nineteen eighty five. Is not originally Bowling for Soup. Another band. What did that song? Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> and then I, let no, them <laughs> just take all the credit for it with their like putting it on their album. Uh, I haven't listened to the original version, but yeah, that that was the one that really stood out to me. I was like, wow. Um, so. Uh, another song that I didn't realize was a cover for the longest time, which is crazy because the original person who wrote it is one of my favorite classic artists, uh, Blinded by the Light. I think the the Manfred Mann version of that is so much better than Bruce Springsteen's. And I love Springsteen, but I think that their cover is awesome. I didn't even know Bruce Springsteen. Uh, <laughs> wait, Blinded by the Light's from, uh, who is it again? Um, Manfred not- Mann. Yeah, that one's much better. I mean, I'm yeah. assu- I'm assuming, but I'll take your word for it. But that one's a good song. I'm, I yeah, I, I mean, like- it's another one of them where they put their own perspective on it. And I don't know if it's just I've heard that one so much that hearing the original, it's like this isn't even the same song. Uh, but that was kind of crazy for me. I only found out because I think there's like a a Bruce Springsteen biopic or something called Blinded by the Light. And I was like, wait, why did they name it after <laughs> someone else's song? You know, you were talking about Bowling for Soup. You know the song uh, Stacy's Mom? Is that it, also a cover? Well, yeah, like it was it was it was from the Fountains of Wayne. And I remember hearing the Bowling for Soup version. I'm like, this is oh, not as good. Okay. Like the Fountains of Wayne one is much better. I thought you meant that Fountains of Wayne covered it. Like someone else came up with that one. No. Okay. Oh, that so that was sense. my bad. Like well, you were talking about covers and you mentioned Bowling for Soup. Yeah. Like, oh Bowling I know. for Soup. Uh-huh. We've kind of gone <laughs> like there's like I said, there's like a two part question that we're combining right. all at yeah. once. Uh, I so I'm a big Michael Bublé fan. Michael Bublé fan. Uh, I really enjoy Van Morrison, but I think his cover of Moondance is better than the original, and that's the one that I always listen to. Uh, but I also prefer Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl to Jimmy Buffett's Brown Eyed Girl, and I'm a bigger Jimmy Buffett fan than Van Morrison. So that that's kind of a weird triangle. I didn't um, know Brown Eyed Girl was a cover either. Honestly, I only know the Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Which I think like. Jimmy Buffett will just put his own version on any song that could be a Jimmy Buffett song. And that's just like one example he does. He always performs, or at least he performed it at his concert when oh. I saw him last year. Van, is Van Morrison the original? I believe Van Morrison is oh, okay, the original. Okay. I, I was, could be totally okay. backwards on that, but I'm pretty sure Van Morrison is the original. Yeah. And I'm sure plenty of others have covered it. Um, and then another song 
Sorry, I had it. You talk. Let me. It'll come. <laughs> well, back to another me. another one I wanted to mention. Uh, we talked a little bit. We talked about Smash Mouth. Another song from Shrek that has been uh, done over and over is Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the Rufus Wainwright version that's in Shrek is it's my favorite. Uh, but that's, that one's killer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's yeah. so many versions of that song, but I, that's that's my favorite, and it is a cover. The original's Leonard Cohen, I believe. Yep, Leonard Cohen, and then yeah, I've I've listened to a few others. I agree. I don't know how much of it is. Oh, I just love it because of Shrek, right. or it actually is. And then I guess speaking of Shrek too, we talked about this on uh the the podcast. So I I do enjoy the Fru Fru version of Holding Out for Hold, a Hero. Holding but, out, oh uh, yeah, yeah, for the a fairy hero, yeah, that one's yeah. great. Jennifer Saunders, she does a great job with it. Yeah. And also the um, you know Ricky Martin cover that uh, Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas <laughs> do of Living La Vida Loca. Uh, so in another one, like just throwing it out there. So I hadn't heard this until a couple of years ago, but um, Sound of Silence. I feel loyal to the Simon and Garfunkel version of it, but uh, my dad and some of his friends really prefer the cover by... Um, I think it's disturbed, like one of those. Yeah, that's what, it's yeah, disturbed. disturbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, it's like it's a good version, but I think it's one where like I can enjoy both of them, and I like to give credit to a band like Simon and Garfunkel, who are legends. So, well, a similar similar vein, uh, Avenged Sevenfold, who is kind of similar to Disturbed, they uh-huh. do uh, "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd, and. I, it's not better than the original. I lo- the the Pink Floyd version is is better in my opinion. But Avenged Sevenfold does a great job, and I think that the the thing with you know with their cover and and Disturbed doing Sound of Silence is they're these like heavy loud bands tackling a uh-huh. soft song, and they do it well. So it's like I don't think either is better than the original, but it's it's cool to hear their take on it, and that you know for them to for them to I guess like honor the song by doing it you know, in their own way, but not their loud, scary way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like more of a, like, tribute to yeah. the other song than trying to make it something that it's not. Although I will and, say, there you can go too far. Like, Weezer has an entire cover album. Some of the songs are okay, but some of them, they just sound like the original, like, too much. Like, they do uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, and they put so much distortion on Rivers Cuomo's voice that he just sounds like Ozzy Osbourne. And it's like, just listen to the original song if that's what you want, Uh, you know? Rivers Cuomo sounds nothing like Ozzy. I know, but they they really, they wanted to make it sound similar, I guess. I was listening to the brown-eyed girl, uh, the Jimmy Buffett version. Yeah, the, the Van Morrison's one is a lot better. That's just me, though. Uh, I I also have to mention I I don't know if either of you have seen Sing or Sing Two, but uh, no, Ta- I haven't. Taron Egerton plays Johnny. He's a gorilla. He it's he's uh, Eggsy from from Kingsman, among other things. Oh, he's gotcha. also yep. he's Elton. He John also played uh, Elton John and Rocket. Man. Right, well, right. So pr- prior to playing Elton John and Rocket Rocket Man in Sing, he covers "I'm Still Standing" and he does a great job. Uh, and in uh, in Sing Two, he does a sky full of stars by Coldplay. I, I they're both great. Like they're honestly Sing the the two Sing movies have a lot of songs that uh, I wouldn't expect these Hollywood actors to do such a good job, but they do. Um, but Taron Egerton, I think, is a real standout in those movies. And I I don't know if this is true, but I feel like was probably you know influential in his ability to get the role of Elton John. Um, because uh, he, he puts on a good, good auditions. Yeah, yeah. Also yeah. have to mention 
Glee, of course. I've only seen a yeah. little bit of Glee <laughs> recently, but uh, they they do a lot. But their "Don't Stop Believing" cover, I think, is really good. Yeah, that, I think that's one that people always throw out with this conversation. If you're a Glee fan, like that is like the first thing anyone right. says. So. I wasn't I wasn't a Gleek until last year, but now I although I I like stopped watching in season two. I think um, one more that I would like to throw out sure. is. Uh, it's okay. It's let's let's get it started. Not the other version. By I think it's Ma- Monaskin or Ma- I don't know how to pronounce it. They're like so the Black Eyed Peas version, but someone covering it. Right. Okay. Um. It's they're some they're like Swedish or something. That might be wrong, but they're they're a newer band that actually I heard them brought up uh, at the Grammys last year, which I was surprised by. But they do a fair amount of covers. Uh, and I think they do a good job, but their their cover of "Let's Get It Started" I re- I really like, and it is the clean version, the inoffensive version. I thought you were gonna I, when you were mentioning that. I thought you were gonna go with uh, I was hope I'm glad you didn't pick it, but like there's a song called "Let's Get" instead of "Let's Get Started" or "Let's Get It Started." It's called "Let's Get." retarded that's the explicit that's version song. of oh, the song yeah, yeah. i was gonna yeah, say like yeah. please don't say that I'm no like... yeah no. well so that's the thing is it's no the... that is the official yeah black eyed peas song it's okay. yeah Let's they get... they covered yeah. the clean version essentially because they made i think they released it last year and it's 20 it was 2022 they weren't gonna release the original version yeah i remember hearing yeah, that one but... in elementary school i'm like yeah i, I don't want to listen to that one again <laughs> yeah I know yeah. it's it's crazy. Like they, the fact that they made a clean version shows that they knew that was bad, you know. But it was still right. just like, yeah, we'll do it anyway. Right. Yeah, I feel like there's probably like other songs out here that I'm forgetting. Like you can have this conversation all the time, and it can yeah. go on forever. And you know, we we have a couple other things we're gonna talk about, so we're gonna end it here. But yeah, definitely feel free to throw out some of your own suggestions and preferences in here. Um, so one last sports topic we have, and uh, it feels like this is starting to become a normal thing, but we have another NFL player being investigated for gambling on games. And I think that this one is uh, even worse than what we've seen because there are reports that Isaiah Rogers was gambling on Colts games. And I think, um, you know, him as a player, he's according to, I think, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, a household name. I don't know. Like, I, I'm familiar with him. I don't know where he is on the Colts cornerback depth chart. But I think, to me, the bigger story that comes out of this is we've been seeing this so much that it feels like it's going to continue to be a problem. We're going to continue to see big names or, like, names, and it might only be a matter of time before it's a huge name. Right. We've seen more names in the past, like, what, year than we've seen in – like I don't know how yeah, long, a long but time. Like, like it's not even just Calvin Ridley anymore. It's now several players on the the Lions, including Jamison Williams, who I know got the the low the you know the the smaller punishment compared to other players, but even still, like that's a he's the first game. round pick, right? Like he's just, he just got in the NFL. He's caught one pass and forty one yard touchdown, but yeah, yes, he made the most of it, but still one pass uh, in his career, and then. And then yeah, now we have another name um uh that's being thrown out there like that could be I'd imagine he'll be suspended. Um uh well 
the weird thing to me is I heard that it was like largely like twenty five dollar fifty dollar yeah. bet. Like, what are you doing? Why? What's the <laughs> point? Uh, no, I I agree, and that that's what also makes it seem like really strange. Is like he's betting mostly inconsequential amounts. They did say there were some in the four figures, which feels like should be relatively standard if you're going to be like an NFL player doing something like this. Yeah, that's what um, Calvin. Ridley I know he did. is. Yeah, right. He is on like a rookie contract, so it's not like he has like crazy money to play with. But uh, it is one of those things where he has like a friend his whose name is under, and it it feels like this is probably a bigger thing than just this one player who's doing something. And I, I think like a lot of the the talk around players being suspended is oh well they're letting guys like or they're partnering with gambling companies anyway they're all the big advertisers they're not betting on their own team they're betting on other sports you know whatever uh but this was an example where like they do have evidence that he's actually placing bets on his own team i don't know if there's a ton of details whether he's betting on them to win or lose but I, I think my biggest argument, just going back to Pete Rose or anyone, is as soon as you stop betting on your team to win, that all of a sudden is like a huge red flag. In, yeah, that, um, betting on your so. team to lose is w- a way bigger red red flag than your team to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah or not betting on your team went after you already bet on them to win. Right, and so it shows Isaiah Rogers on the depth chart on ESPN. It shows him as the starting right corner to Kenny Moore. Okay. on the left. So yeah, pretty pretty big loss for the Colts, which you know probably aren't going to have the greatest season anyway. But right. you know, all of a sudden that yeah, you know, it is still like a as almost an equivalent, I guess, of like one of the guys on the Lions who just got suspended. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that a player of his caliber is, uh, going to have a hard time getting back into the league, just given what we know here, like suspension feels like the start of it. I imagine he'll be straight up released by the Colts and I don't know. Oh, so, how many so, teams so this gonna... is worse than even Calvin Ridley who put like, like Calvin Ridley, he put, he put like a thousand dollars or whatever, like on a parlay that involved his own team winning with the Falcons. Yeah, but he also wasn't playing in the game. Right, that too. too, So I I think that's, you know, the idea is that Rodgers was probably playing in some of these games. And, you know, even if it was, yeah, I'm betting on my team to win this game, I I think the biggest stance is as soon as you don't bet on your team. That he's actually involved in the game. Yeah, right. Like that there's, you know, if you're betting on your team to win literally every single game you play, then I think, okay, that's maybe okay but in the case of like pete rose it's did he bet on literally every single game for the reds to win they can say well he'd never bet on the reds to lose but did he bet on them every single game that's when things get a little suspicious so uh, i think that's something that they need to look into here uh they say hundreds of bets he hasn't played 100 games in his career so it's possible but it just sounds like a guy who just loves throwing money and you know had his friend do it to try to hide it and obviously still got caught anyway i know but if you love throwing money like if if as far as i know you can bet on other sports as long as you're not in the mm-hmm. team facility not in the facility right? so just yeah. bet on something else like what <laughs> like i don't uh, understand you know like yeah like you say he's on his rookie contract it's not like he's making a ton of money but if he stays out of trouble, doesn't do these things, presumably he will make a bunch of money. Like, ju- yeah. it's just, it's so crazy to me to just see people, like, take a risk and, like, possibly throw it all away. When you're already being paid a right. lot. Right. Like, I you're mean, in. You're, you know, you've you've got something going. 
I don't know. Yeah. And you can no, I agree. I think, it, I think it's wild. I think it's dumb that players are doing this and continue to do it when you see these punishments get handed out. But uh, it, you know, it's, it seems like something maybe need, that maybe everyone's need to be doing harsher. at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the way that they've gone about it in terms of like the suspensions handed out are fair. Um, but it is one of those things. It's just more like, okay, when is this going to stop? When are we going to actually stop seeing this? Because it feels like I, I saw like sports illustrated, I think, or like one of the, the major sports people, like they came out with a bunch of predictions for the season. And one of them, like this was like a few days before was that there'd be another gambling scandal and like almost instantly it happens. So that's just what makes me think this is this off season. So um, I guess, you know, we'll see if that does actually hold true, but it is like kind of scary to think like, oh, what happens when like a player that we root for on one of our teams gets suspended for gambling? Like that would suck. It's one thing when it's guys on teams that we don't have a vested interest in, but another if it if it does happen to you. So oh, yeah, I certainly hope Calvin Ridley's done with that because I'm going to be cheering for him <laughs> yeah, now. So. True. Yeah, he is. He's on your team now. And I guess you're talking about invested interests like the Lions. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Like the Uh, Lions are going all the way this year, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're they're your uh, they're your bucks. The new bandwagon, yeah, for sure. Uh. Yeah, ACDC. Yeah, or or MCDC. Sorry, (laughs) MCDC. Yeah, Motor City Dan Campbell. Ah, yeah. There you go. All right, so uh, let's do one final topic to to get this one going, and uh, or you know to wrap this one up. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of people can kind of see this coming. Kenny, how about you introduce it for us? All right, here we go with our top five pizza toppings. Not two, not three, not four. Top five, top five, top five. Number five, <laughs> we've got onions. Next. Uh, see, I'm I'm a big fan of onions on pizza if it's done right. I like they got to be cooked well. If they're caramelized onions, perfect. Like you can agree with that, right, Brian? If the onions are not <laughs> anywhere near the pizza, then I'm good. <laughs> see, I like it. I like white onions diced. I don't want them too big, and I don't want red onions. They're too strong. The taste lingers for too long. Yeah, just uh, don't put it on the pizza, and it'll taste good. Oh, put them on the pizza, but they Definitely gotta be the right the pizza. onions. We should do in all seriousness. We should do uh, I don't I don't know when, but like we we should do a top five uh pizza toppings like an we are right, right now. Was. We're doing it right now. We're, we're You're gonna do it actually right. your turn. five through yeah, one right, I have right a list. now, like not just number five. <laughs> yeah, I'll go next. Uh, my number five is mushrooms. Oh my god! I, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I I didn't realize that I liked mushrooms until I had mushrooms on pizza. If you remember when we did our uh, top five pizza chains, I said mellow mushroom was my favorite pizza chain uh which it's throughout the country it's it's pretty big in the south not big at all in new england uh but of course they're gonna have a lot of pizza that has mushrooms on them shiitake mushrooms they have one called the holy shiitake which is an incredible name for a mushroom pizza that was the one that made me realize i like mushrooms they're not my favorite obviously only number five on this list but gotta get get them included in here uh, mushrooms suck too next i'm a i'm a terrible vegetarian because i actually am not a fan of mushrooms uh, yeah i was gonna I, say i feel I like you don't like a lot of vegetables yeah i don't hate mushrooms they're okay on pizza but i'd rather not have them i feel like mushrooms are the meat of the vegetable kingdom yeah one of my favorite burgers like at burger king <laughs> i'm not even joking when i say this the my, one of my favorite burgers at burger king when they had it it was called the mushroom swiss steakhouse burger when i yeah. ordered it 
one one time I was hanging out. This was like in freshman year of high school. One time great. we're at the Pheasant Lane Mall, and I ordered, yeah, can I get a mushroom Swiss steakhouse burger without the mushrooms? And then my friend just goes, you you ordered a mushroom burger without mushrooms and he's like looking at me like what's wrong with you like i love everything else about this burger except the freaking mushrooms that's what's no, great I, about it i i do kind of love that you did that i i don't know if i've actually done that i'm pretty sure there are times where i'm like well i can't order this because i'd have to order the title of it without i should have just it, said but... swiss steakhouse burger without yeah, the mushrooms but no like mushroom. i accidentally be, be, uh. it's like the first <laughs> word in the title of the yeah the right so you have to like so they yeah. know what you're talking about it uh now for me i think the big thing is chicken bacon ranch so i'm not a fan of ranch you won't see that on my top five pizza toppings spoiler alert <laughs> uh but i would love to just get chicken bacon something without ranch but i don't i don't want to say chicken bacon ranch hold the ranch so anyway brian you ready for your number five or does kenny have to jump to his number four <laughs> Just, just, just go, just go, go. Should we do a draft instead? <laughs> just totally change it up. I would have a lot of uh, roster spots open. On just do a draft. Team. No, no. You just take things. Just go for the popularity vote. You like draft like I did for the comedy movies, and don't necessarily draft your favorite toppings and just ones that other people like. Yeah, just give me cheese. <laughs> More cheese. <laughs> All right, Kenny, number four. Uh, number four is uh, hot sauce, which, you know, it's, it's it, some people would say it's not a traditional topping. It goes on top of the pizza. Uh, I don't necessarily have a specific hot sauce. Um, probably the most Frank's. common is, is like Frank's Red Hot because that's what Domino's has. But uh, hot sauce is good. You know, it, it's you can put anything on a pizza and then put hot sauce on top and it, it's just going to improve True. it. Yeah. That's fair. It's, it's better than mushrooms and onions. All right, that's the best one so Agreed. far. Agreed. <laughs> you ready for your Next. number five? No, okay. just just for, forget it. Just keep going. <laughs> keep going. All right, my number four, I think, is another one that's not going to be a popular answer, but I love them, and that's black olives. This goes back to every time I'd go to Olive Garden, I'd get to eat all of the olive, black olives in a salad because I was the only one who liked them as a kid. Um but I, I enjoy putting black olives on pizza as well. Just get it nice and sliced up. Uh, it's something that it's it's a vegetable, I think. But I think it, it's a tastier vegetable than most other vegetables. Uh, it is number four for a reason. I think there are better things to put on a pizza. But if I'm going to get a veggie on it, mushrooms and black olives, those are always my, my top two choices. Corey, it sounds, so far, it sounds so far like you're compiling my top five worst pizza toppings. <laughs> yep. All, although olives should, be, olives should be closer to number one for that. Uh, only, thing, only thing I can think of worse that I've actually seen on pizza is pickles, though that's obviously oh, uncommon. Yeah, I don't uh, like pickles, so that's not on my list. Uh, my number anything. three is garlic. Uh, you know, you can do a lot of different things. You could go garlic. You could do gar- roasted garlic. Uh, you could do... There's like chopped garlic at Blaze. There's obviously garlic, uh, garlic powder, um, but I, j- any kind of garlic. But I, I like a good, uh, a nice, a nice roasted garlic on top. It's good. It's garlic. Garlic is garlic is one of the best things t- ever for food. Yeah, when, when I've gone to Blaze, uh, I've occasionally uh, there have been not every single time, but I've I put garlic on it sometimes. Wow, cheese pizza with garlic. Yum. <laughs> other flavors. Yes, they got a topping, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I other toppings. 
Yeah, I love I love garlic. I love hot sauce. They weren't necessarily two things that came to mind. Like I, I did have like some kind of honorable mentions. I'm like, is this really like a topping that I should it be is. considering here? I think for me, I'd have a better time doing like pizza styles, um, which we can get to more. But I'll uh, move forward with my number three. And this is where we get to the meaty portion of my list. I'm going to start off with sausage. And uh, I think sausage is... It's it's a solid meat. I don't know that it's a fantastic one. I don't think it's a terrible one. I think it's kind of right in the middle, which is where I put it in my top five here. I think I prefer sausage sliced like other typical pizza topping meats um, as opposed to the you know, kind of like clumpy-ish one that you see more often. But regardless, uh, if you get sausage on a, a pizza in front of me, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I I don't mind sausage on on uh, pizza. I prefer different meats, like you just said, um, but I don't mind sausage on it. So that's the first uh, good topping that you've had. So Brian, you've now said that you sometimes get garlic. You like sausage, but you prefer different meats. Plural. That means at least two other meats. That's four right there. You can't come up with a fifth. For, you said <laughs> extra cheese. That counts. There's your sure, top five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Number two. My number two is not something that you see that often, but it is phenomenal. It is corn. It is oh widespread in Europe. It is not that common in America. It's You're the perfect. only one who eats it in America. I'm not the only one because it's on the menu <laughs> at places like Not Your Average Joe's and uh, La Mama Pizzeria right? in Boston has it. It's excellent. It's so good. I, w- corn and pizza. What could be better? Only one thing, but I won't tell you yet. <laughs> ketchup on mac and cheese um no nope not a fan of either of those <laughs> combinations uh <laughs> so my number two is a, a different meat that i have a feeling brian is gonna like more than sausage and that is bacon and i i love bacon that's i mean you're just talking bacon versus sausage whether it's breakfast meat or pizza bacon is gonna be above sausage for me um when i'm going to Domino's, if i feel like going simple with pizza but i want to get a topping on it i'm just getting bacon on my pizza and i'm gonna love it it'll be great don't need to go overboard and of course this is one that i also love mixing vegetables with it to feel a little bit healthier about what i'm putting in my arteries so bacon's my number two where does it land on your list brian i think i've realized that when it comes to toppings it's either extra cheese or just or meats. <laughs> or sure. garlic. Yeah, you just don't like, like vegetables. No vegetables. No. Do you take no, multivitamins no pic- at least? No pickles, <laughs> mushrooms, or corn, or whatever you guys are mentioning now. Olives. I don't put pickles on mine. Yeah, olives is great. Yeah, like, no. Do so you like those. bacon, though? Yeah, bacon's fine on it. Okay. Uh, not, not my number one just yet, but I will say I went to blaze, uh, a few weeks ago and I was in line to get pizza and I, I looked down and they have their little salad bar and they had a fruit salad and there were blueberries. And I said, I'm really sorry about this question, but can I get blueberries on my pizza? And the guy kind of looked at me and then he was like, let me ask. And he went and talked to his manager (laughs) and I saw his manager just shrug and he was like, yeah, I guess we can. He put the blueberries on. Excellent. It was it was great. Wow. And, and people will call me weird, but people put and I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of hate for this too. People put pineapple. What's the difference? It's blue. That's the only difference. Yeah, people who put pineapple in pizza too. That's another one like pineapple's good. It's not it's not my top five, but it's good. 
Yeah, blueberries I, are also good. My my thing with pineapple, it's also not in my top five. Is I wouldn't want just pineapple on a pizza. It has to have meat with it. So I'd have to combine it with another topping for it to be here. And even then, I don't think it's in my top five. My favorite topping to combine with pineapple is my number one jalapenos. Pineapple yeah, jalapeno pizza is good. Coming. It's it's spice. It's spicy and sweet. And jalapenos sounds on like their a good own. combo. Yeah, yeah, jalapenos on their own too. Perfect, amazing. And if I ever get the chance to do a pizza with jalapenos, corn, garlic, hot sauce, and onions, I'm there. It happens. What's stopping you? Well, not a lot of places have all those things. Um, actually, oh. one of my favorite okay. places, one of my favorite pizza places in Boston, doesn't have jalapenos, and it's sad. And their Instagram so- account follows me, and sometimes they're like, "Hey, I'm sorry, we don't have jalapenos." When I like post their pizzas. <laughs> Yeah, so I really enjoy jalapenos on traditional Mexican foods, but I don't like having it on other things. Like, I know people like putting them on pizza and burgers, and I guess there are certain things, like if I'm having like a Mexican food, like burrito or something, then I expect it to have a little bit of a kick to it, and I like to have jalapenos on it. If I'm eating pizza, I don't necessarily want spicy pizza, so... uh, but for someone who barely puts any toppings on him, you need something. So I get jalapenos <laughs> being there. And I know they're always on your uh, your pizzas. But for me, um, I do enjoy jalapenos, just not on pizza. Brian? Uh, anyway, my, well, I assume <laughs> I Brian did make a list. A just to <laughs> Well, no, I can say my guys. number one, though. Yeah, my number after one is you, buffalo after chicken. you go, Corey. I'll, yeah, I'll buffalo chicken. Kenny's hot sauce, put chicken on it as a meat eater. Uh, I love buffalo chicken. I'm actually kind of sad because the place um, across the street from me here, uh, they had like the best buffalo chicken pizza ever. But then like that was like the one good thing they did. They don't exist anymore. The place that replaced them as good buffalo chicken pizza, not as good as that one. But yeah, for me, big fan of buffalo chicken. Barbecue chicken I also like, uh, especially barbecue chicken that has extra cheese and onions with it (laughs) but buffalo chicken is one where it doesn't need anything else just give me chicken and buffalo sauce and toss it on pizza and i'll be happy i will say when i used to eat meat i didn't like chicken on pizza because it it falls off too much in my experience it has to be baked correctly but i do understand like that concern that is i think like if it's like really big chunks of chicken then it's more likely um, so the the place here they do like shredded chicken, so right? It's not okay, as that much makes of more an sense. Issue. Yeah, yeah. So like the way they do it is fine. It's just not as good, I guess. <laughs> so, all right, Brian, all right. Uh, you come up with? F- five. I put sausage. Four bacon. Three right. buffalo chicken. I'm not gonna go. There through you go. It, Our, I'm not gonna go through th- why I like it. Just, just yeah. My top three are in your top five. Perfect. Yeah. Sausage, bacon, buffalo chicken barbecue chicken and then number one just give me more cheese <laughs> crazy that no one said the the no one said pepperoni stereotypical <laughs> pepperoni. pepperoni yeah no one said yeah. pepperoni I, see I'll, I'll take pepperoni over freaking blueberries and corn and <laughs> mushrooms and yeah. all the other crap it's, it's, it's so annoying though because because as someone who doesn't eat pepperoni uh, every, anytime there's like a, a picture of a pizza there's pepperoni on it it's right. like the the emoji mm-hmm. pepperoni pizza pepperoni, socks yeah. pepperoni although i recently got a pair of pizza socks from italy and they're margarita pizza socks they're very nice they're i a love gift. margarita so that's actually an honorable mention where if we just said pizza style margarita would yeah. be way up there but it's like good. mozzarella and basil have to go together 
right else, you right. know like i don't want to put one separately yeah so. just give me a basil pizza <laughs> hold the mozzarella yeah uh and have like the big chunk sliced tomato on it yeah it's I, good i don't like the tomato chunk when it comes to pepperoni, the sauce is enough I, I don't mind pepperoni but anytime i have it it's just like i'd rather just have have it not on the pizza yeah right something <laughs> different yeah i know I, I think it's it's basic to me when it comes down to it i kind of agree with it i don't hate pepperoni um the only time i prefer pepperoni over nothing i guess is little caesars which like that's just the quality of little caesars you're getting what you pay for when it's five dollars so I still want to try it. I've never gotten to try it. I've never it. had Little really? Caesars either. Oh, that's surprising me. Every, huh. There's one in Manchester, Brian. We should go sometime because everyone says, don't even bother. It's not worth it. But that's not the point. I want to try <laughs> it, you know? Uh, yeah, you want yeah. to try to see if other people are right and you agree or if you that's don't five bucks. Yeah, five for, bucks. For that yeah, $5 too, hot yeah. ready. I know. So I... I always want to try some of their special pizzas that they advertise that aren't just $5 hot and ready's, but I I also have not had a $5 hot and ready Little Caesar pizza since college when it's like we go there just to be able to get a bulk order. Um, so I don't think I'm ever going to try other Little Caesars, but yeah. So glad we finally did that. I didn't want to bank <laughs> on us doing it another time later this year. It started off as a joke, but I was like, yeah, we haven't done a top five in a while. Why not throw it out there and see what happens? So Kenny, thank you for entertaining me with that. And Brian, thank you for actually <laughs> coming up with the list. See how easy that was. <laughs> so you could that it, will, Brian. Yeah, yeah, that will I, actually. I mean, I, it's just that like, for me, it's, it's all meat. Like I don't, I don't care I, about nothing wrong any with vegetables or like. Sure a bunch of other things or sauces or whatever like, just give me like like the meats it's really just either i eat cheese pizza and then i i like having yeah buffalo chicken or barbecue chicken pizza and then after that yeah like bacon sausage hamburgers like i'll i'll have it but like i don't have it often but no i i, it's literally, I prefer, literally all meats like literally the i opposite prefer of meat being a vegetarian yep. <laughs> no, I prefer meat to vegetables, but you know, I, I do like to mix mix and match. So but anyway, that will officially do it for this episode. So uh Kenny, thank you for joining us. You know, we definitely had a, a lot more fun on this and if we just kinda tried to talk about NBA finals and Stanley Cup finals and, you know, live golf. So uh hope to have you back not too long from now. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Always a good time. And uh, you know, Brian and I'll have another podcast soon i know we talked about your travels we'll see what makes the most sense uh given how those series play out and everything else going on in the sports world but uh probably in a matter of time before you hear from us again so for our guest host kenny cashman my regular co-host brian wells i'm gordon botney thanks everyone